welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, Keeping It Real with Sergio and Kayla. Um, we have a lot to discuss right yes, now. Um, but before we get into it, we're going to have our body positive quote of the week, which is beautiful isn't a size. Short and sweet, period. It, it's very short and it's very to the point. Mhm. Yeah. I like that one. I like it too. Okay. So, Kayla, do you have any like big updates you want to share? Big updates. Um, I have to think because like we didn't do this last week. So, did anything happen to me last week? Um, no. That's kind of sad. Nothing happened to me. Like majorly that's boring did anything happen to you that's more interesting i mean i have a list of like subjects that i want to talk about but they're not like major life events you know Uh uh-huh yeah sorry guys nothing (laughs) interesting happened in our lives (laughs) but okay kayla have you like started to work on your youtube channel oh my god (laughs) okay 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 Yes, I have. And now, um, my first video, I've decided that, like, because I've watched, like, other, um, I've watched other YouTubers, like, are, that are my favorite, and I've, like, gone to, like, their very, 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 very first, um, YouTube video. And so, like, a lot of them would be, like, with their friends or, like, literally, like, five, like, four or five minute long videos. So, like, they're not long at all. And they would do, like, either, like, a challenge or, like, you know, like a simple Q&A, mm-hmm. which I did before I deleted it on accident. Um, so I've decided that I'm going to, like, get together with my friend. And we'll probably do, like, either – I don't know what challenge we'll do, but I'll look on YouTube to see which ones are, like, trending right now. Or we'll just do, like, a um, like a Christmas – like, make Christmas DIY um, activities. Um mm-hmm. So I have, like, a few things in mind and stuff, and, 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 I'm going to be getting an official vlog camera for Christmas. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, I'm so excited, because I, like, um, I follow, or I'm subscribed to, like, this other, like, girl who's, like, a year uh, younger than me on YouTube, and she, like, went over, like, the kind of stuff she uses to film her videos, and basically, like, the camera I'm going to get is, like, your typical, like, vlogging camera, which is pretty cool. So, making I'm going to be making a lot of cool content, guys. I'm really excited. And mm-hmm. also, it's December, and I feel like there's just so many, like, video ideas, for, literally mm-hmm. just for this month because of Christmas okay. and stuff. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm so excited for you. Like, I'm excited oh to use your logo you made me. I'm so excited oh for that. Okay. But, like, also, I kind of want to talk about this thing that I found out. Okay. And it's kind of related to your thing. Okay. So, basically, I never knew that you could change the phone, the, like, video quality on your iPhone. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that until you sent me that. Like, that's so crazy because, like, it defaults to the lowest quality but you it can does? change it. Yeah, it defaults to the lowest quality. 
but if you change it to like I think it's like 4k and 60 frames per second uh-huh. it changes and it looks so much better what wait so like, how do I crazy. how do I do that like I go to settings and then what um I don't know I'd have to look into it again but like I'll send I'll send you like instructions Okay, okay, because I want to change it. If it's, I mean, if it's at the worst video quality, I mean, yeah, it's kind of stupid. You would think it'd be at it's like so the dumb. highest. Yeah, I don't know, and that's just so crazy to me because like I never knew that, and like, yeah, I don't know. I just I feel lied to. <laughs> There's actually a lot of things that we don't know that we can do with our phones, like, mm-hmm. um, for like the touch. I remember I saw it on TikTok. You go into settings and you go to like the touch thing or whatever, and you can do it where um you like click the back of your phone like two times mm-hmm. and it will take like a screenshot of it, or you do three times and then it like starts video recording. It's crazy. Or like if you're getting pulled over, there's like a Apple shortcut for like getting pulled over and it'll like dim your screen like so low that it doesn't even look like your phone's on and it'll record a video of it happening yeah it's a thing you just have to go to shortcuts and like Uh add it as a shortcut that's crazy it's so weird like oh my god (gasps) okay i agree with you i feel lied to now (laughs) oh wow I wish I knew about all these things. Like, Me so. too. I didn't even know our phones were, had the capability of doing these things. Like, oh, wow. Oh, wait. So, a really big piece of news that actually did happen. Okay, so the UC application, that's pushed back until... Tomorrow. The, yeah, tomorrow. December mm-hmm. 4th. Were you not done with your UC applications? Oh, no. I'm done with my UC applications. Wait, where did you... um, Well, it's not like you're going to go to a UC school, though. I don't know. I might. I might go to a UC school. Are you serious? You know, I'm kind of open to all possibilities right now. Because, Uh you know, I think I did apply to predominantly schools in New England. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's, like, a good chance that a majority of those might not take me, so. Right. What UC did you apply to? I applied to UC Irvine, UCLA, and UC Berkeley. Oh, my God. I applied to those ones, except I didn't do UC Berkeley. I did UC Davis. Okay, if you get accepted to UCLA, would you go? You know... It depends on what other colleges I get accepted to. Because UCLA is pretty good. It's pretty up there, too. UCLA is great. But, mm-hmm. like, I think I'd rather go to Berkeley just because I have a better English program. hmm So. Yeah. I don't know, man. But also, I didn't know this. Okay, so, guys, when I'm, like, applying to colleges, I just apply. I don't really, like do my research as far as like the acceptance rate so I applied right to these UC schools and my mom goes Kayla did you know that almost all these UC schools have either 20 like something percent acceptance rate and lower and I'm like what (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, we're just going to see what happens. You know, I think, I mean, yeah, they do have pretty low acceptance rates, but like, you're going to be fine because, I don't know, we live in California, so like the acceptance rate is higher for us. Oh, I guess that's true. I didn't think about that. <laughs> like, they're public schools. They have to take in, like, predominantly Californians. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, um, I hear back from Oregon University on the 10th of this month. Oh, that's so scary. I know. Like, that's li- Okay, <laughs> I've applied to, like, probably, like, 12 schools. And I don't know the, um, I don't know the date that we receive, like, um, whether or not we got in or not. But the only school that I know is Oregon. And that tells you something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it's nerve wracking. But I'm, I'm like, I think I mentioned this before, but I, I don't really care, (laughs) like, what school I get into. Like, I obviously have, like, a preference right but I mm-hmm. I'm not like gonna get all like hurt or like it's not gonna be a big deal for me if I don't get in do you know what I mean I mean yeah I know what you mean but like personally I don't understand that are you really Cause I'm, literally I tell my mom like I don't care because she's like we'll be in the car and I'm, I'm telling you right now it's probably driving my mom more nuts than me not knowing where I'm going to school because we'll be in the car and she'll be like okay Taylor play a game I'm like okay she goes okay you got she'll name like the schools that I apply to but in like threes and then I have to like mm-hmm. pick one and then like it goes down and I'm like I don't know. And then she goes, Kayla, I'm, okay, fine. If you, if I'm going to give you, let's say UCLA, Oregon, and Pepperdine, pick one. Which one are you going to if you get accepted to all three of those? And I go, mother, my answer has not changed. I don't know. <laughs> all mad. And I'm like, this is bugging you more than me. Oh my gosh. Um, I, oh. There is, there is, there's so many parts I want to respond to. I don't even know how to <laughs> say anything. <laughs> but um, I guess I'll start with saying that I will be emotionally devastated if I do not get into some of these schools. And that has been driving me like crazy in the past few weeks. Like there are Aww. times where it hits me that like that just on December 14th that will either be one of the best days of my life or it will be one of the worst days of my life oh my god that can't happen Sergio it's right before Christmas I know and it's so daunting because this is like the first like big big thing I have worked towards in my life like so much of my life has been dedicated towards getting into these colleges is that date for Yale yes yes for Yale and you know I I think that it's just it's been sort of overwhelming but at the same time like I understand that I'm gonna be fine no matter where I go right right that's true. And, like, I understand how, like, 
there are a lot of people, like you said, like you'll be like emotionally like devastated if you don't get into some of these schools because, like you said, like a lot of people for most of their lives, like it's always been like one school or like it's like their dream school, right? So obviously, like I get that, but I guess like I I know why I'm like this. Like I know why I'm not like um I don't like putting like I don't like telling people like oh, I really, really want to go to the school, like, so bad. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I know what school that I really, really want to go to and will be really, really, like, hurt if I don't go to. But I don't mm-hmm. like telling people just because when – if I don't get into that school, I don't I don't like sympathy for me. <laughs> like, I just don't like okay. that kind of attention. Like, I don't like people okay. feeling sorry for me because I'm embarrassed or whatever. So, like, that's why mm-hmm. I kind of don't like putting it out there. I'd rather, like, keep mm-hmm. it to myself. So, like, I'm embarrassed, but only I know it, though, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. Because, like, if you say and, and if you act like you really, really want something, then that's just going to make it so much worse if you yeah. don't actually get that thing. Like, you're digging and, your own funeral, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> you know... I really want Yale, but at the same time, I also also have faith in those admissions officers in knowing that if even if I do get rejected, that Yale just wasn't a good fit for me. And it's not even necessarily like anything about the kind of person I am or like how good my academics are. Right. It's more so about whether or not I would be happy at Yale. Right. And I think what we always need to remember is that no matter what school we get into or what school doesn't accept us, we need to understand that that does not define us. It's mm-hmm. just a person picking who they want at their school and they don't. Either you're a great fit or you're not, but it has nothing to do with you as a person. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. And, you know, I just, I'm, I'm so in love with the idea of going to Yale. Mm-hmm. It sounds and nice. I, I love, and I genuinely want to go there. But at the same time, I feel like if they do reject me, since I do feel things like very deeply, and I take a lot of like, like someone can edit my English essay, and I will take it like somewhat personally. And I've been trying to work on that. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, this person doesn't like me. But that more so happens with like when my teachers edit my essays as opposed to when my friends edit my essays. But the point is that I am very sensitive and like just emotionally fragile, but I've been trying to work on that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if Yale does reject me, it's going to be like very like hard for me to get over. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know. I'm going to. I'm probably going to send myself and write an email to my future self on that day to like help emotionally <laughs> help support <cope>. me. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Wow. Wow. I don't, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> like, but I think it's just because you feel very, when, I feel like whenever you feel very passionate and strongly about something, you're always going to take it personal when somebody critiques it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. like 
Oh my gosh. I, okay, I'm not gonna lie, I hated, okay, before in like the pod, like the, our, uh, what are they called? The past pods or whatever. We said that the mm-hmm. you, the ending is a lot more funner than like you know like than starting the applications and whatever, but no, they're not. It's it's more stressful at the end. You know, I think I don't know. It depends on how we define the end. Do we define the end of our applications as submitting them, or we do do we define the end as receiving our decision? I defined the end as receiving the decisions. Like, I feel like if it's like a no or a yes, it, that's just like, okay, done. Like, that that chapter has closed and it's gone. Like, we don't deal with it anymore. I don't know. I feel like the whole entire application process is such an emotional roller coaster that I can't say that one part is better than another part Mm -hmm. you know like they just they all feel so unique and like there's really high highs but there's also really low lows oh yeah agreed um oh uh what was what was i gonna tell you oh so in my math class we are doing like a finance unit and so we're like picking um like like two career jobs and then like we're gonna pick like a certain like lifestyle we want and whether or not our career our jobs will like be able to pay that or like support it and it got me thinking I know we've talked about this before as far as like what our careers like realistically what we would want to do and I said I would want to be a sports agent right well Mm -hmm. now I'm thinking I want to be like I want to be a lawyer but I want to be like a criminal lawyer Mm -hmm. interesting (laughs) just because like okay I want to be if I'm not a criminal lawyer, I want to be an FBI investigator or an FBI agent so bad it's not even funny. <laughs> but you know. my issue is that I don't want to look at, because I, I know that this isn't going to be the case like all the time, but I personally don't really want to see, you know, dead people before dinner time. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But also, I can really see you as a lawyer, and I feel like I've probably told you this before. <laughs> That's li- yeah, you have. Honestly, everybody tells them that I give them lawyer vibes just because a I love to argue, and that can be a really <laughs> bad thing. But I just love it. Okay, b. I will get my point across whether it's the last thing I do or not. And three, I need you to agree with me. If you don't agree <laughs> with me, I go off until you do. <laughs> but the one thing, though, I will say that I know I need to work on is listening to the other person's point of view or side of things, you know? Because mm-hmm. that's really important when you're a lawyer. So. 
But anywho, yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm so glad that you've come to the realization that you should be a lawyer. Yeah. I feel very proud of you. Thank you. I feel like I'm getting (laughs) something done in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Are you still English professor bound? You know, I think I do want to be an English professor, but at the same time, I definitely do want to go into politics at some point. Me too. Same. And I don't know how those two, like, passions that I have are going to, like, sort of mix together. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I think, I think it is doable. I think... Yeah. I think it can happen. Yeah, anything can happen. You put your mind to it. But also, I kind of just want to... Okay, there's two things I want to talk about. Number one, I want to talk about Cornelia Street by Taylor Swift. And you'll you'll find out why in a sec. But number two, just to put this out there so I don't forget to talk about it, is I want to talk about how much of a bad but also great idea I think it is for me to double major in political science and English. Anyways, so Cornelia Street by Taylor Swift. Is this a new song of hers? No, this is not a new song. This is like 2019 Lover album. Amazing song. I've been listening to it nonstop for the past few days. It's beautiful. I love it. Iconic. But here's the significance of that song. It's basically about loving things so much that you don't even want to try because you're so, you would be so devastated by like the possibility of that not working out. And that's exactly how I feel about English literature is that I love literature so much that I'm so scared of, like, what would happen if one day I found it to be, like, mundane or, like, boring or, like, lacking or, like, not fulfilling in some sort of way, you know? Oh, my God. I could... Wow. I couldn't agree with what you just said, like, more. Like, that's so accurate. Mm -hmm. Because you're afraid... Because, like, honestly, like... If you love something so much, I can see what you mean. You love something, like, so much that you don't want to try it because if it doesn't go the way you think it is, it could potentially ruin it for you. Mm-hmm. And wow. It's, it's so scary because, like, I love English literature so much. And I just, I don't know how I would go on with, like, the rest of my life. Because literature has been, like, such an integral part of, like, who I am and my identity and, like, just so many different things about me, you know? hmm And it just, yeah. it feels so scary because, like, there have been times where I've been, like, oh, English literature is kind of mundane and stuff, you know? And, yeah. like... It's just scary to think, oh, what if those times could end up becoming permanent? Yeah. It's, yeah, that is a scary thought. And Wow. Uh, that good. got deep. It, it gets really deep, but, like, I've been scared about that for 
like some time now and you just made me scared now <laughs> and I don't know I just I, I never know. really put that I never like really put that in perspective to be honest with you until you said that because that's like so true because like I don't know I just started listening to Cornelia Street by Taylor Swift one day and it kind of just matched what like I was going through so it was really nice and now it's like my favorite Taylor Swift song (laughs) (laughs) send me the name of it um in a text after so I can listen to it okay yes you need to listen it's so good okay okay (laughs) but also I think it's kind of a bad but also good decision that I'm on a double major in political science and in English literature. I think it is. Because here's the thing. Double majoring. That sounds rough. Mm-hmm. More like, work. Big rough times. And like, I am, I'm not necessarily struggling in IB, but I'm like struggling to get nine hours of sleep is the thing. Mm-hmm. And so... I really like sleep. That's what this all comes down to. I don't want to have to like struggle to get nine hours of sleep in college, but I feel like if I double major, then like there's some like potential for that to happen. And right. But I also know that I can probably do really well in political science because like I will have a lot of discussions with, like, my older brother who's, like, majoring in political science and we'll just, like, like, go back and forth, like, about politics or, like, political theory or, like, the role of government. And, like, it's just, we have these really interesting conversations and I'm able to keep up with him and he's, like, a sophomore. And I'm, like, wow, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I think it's a good idea. It's definitely going to be a lot, but I mean, if it's something that you're interested in and know you are interested in already, then go for it. And I don't know. It's just basically the point is I'm kind of scared for college. You know? Everybody's scared for college. (laughs) Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's weird to think about college, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, like, right now we're we're pretty deep into quarantine. Like, we're, what, nine months in? Yeah, and, like, that's crazy. It's weird to think that we're going to be next year. Like, we're likely going to be an in-person college. And, like... Studying all these like really difficult things. I know, like just, this like, time next year to... college. Yeah. And not only that, but we're gonna have to be trying to like get used to in person school and like interacting with other people again. I know. We and we're gonna be having roommates. I'm scared for that. I don't know. I just oh. It's weird. Things are changing. I don't know if I like it. But I think I think I'd be able to double major, right? I mean, I think it's doable, <laughs> but you just gotta 
time management. Yeah. You know what I don't like about time, the, the like throwing out of time management. Okay, here's the thing. As someone in IB, like we, whenever we sort of like try and talk about the problems that come with IB, like to people who aren't even like necessarily doing IB or just like people in general, a lot of people will say, oh, you need better time management. And I don't think better time management is necessarily the answer to having lots of homework. I think time management could help to a certain extent, but I think at the end of the day, it really is about the workload and not necessarily how you manage your time. Oh, yeah. I guess. I mean, I think double majoring, like, you will have a lot more work than just, like, majoring in one subject. But if you think that you can do it and then do it. But if you think that's going to, you like, but if you think that down the road is going to become a lot to the point where it's just like stressing you out and stuff, then it's not worth it, you know? Right. But at the same time, I don't know. I guess I'll see. And it depends on which college I go to. Right. I don't know. Like if I it's go if something. I get to UCLA, I'm I I think I applied for political science. Oh wow, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, if I'm gonna be a lawyer, UCLA is the place to go. Like their law school, just having that name UCLA on like like when you're going for like a job interview for like a law firm or whatever, just having UCLA on your application or your um, resume is says enough. Right. You know? Yeah, 1,000%. But, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I was going to say say something else, but then I forgot it, and I just... Oh, this happens every pod. It does happen every pod, and I hate it. <laughs> but... Oh, my gosh. Christmas. We need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am so excited for Christmas. Christmas is my second favorite holiday than my birthday. And yes, I consider my birthday to be a holiday. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Christmas. I like Christmas, but we don't really get like the full Christmas experience here in California. Because we, we don't, don't have, like, those nice, like, cold, like, wintry days. Like, it's, like no. it's still very much so, like, well, I always like to joke that winter in California is, like, cropped hoodie season. Mm-hmm. Because it's not cold enough to wear a full-on hoodie. Mm-hmm. But it's cold enough to wear a cropped hoodie. Yeah, the way I explain it is basically <laughs> Santa Claus in a pair of swim trunks. <laughs> That's Christmas in California. I just, I like, know, I'm like walking... in. Go ahead. You go. You go. Like, no, 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 you, go. you go. Go. Okay, like I love that in the mornings before the sun rises. It's like 
50 like 40 degrees Fahrenheit like I love uh-huh. it like I got up early just to like feel that temperature oh my god uh, and it's so nice because then it feels like winter and there's like some wind chill and it's nice and I love it anyways you go <laughs> wow um uh, oh um like I'm trying to convince my mom to like um to let us like go rent like an Airbnb or whatever in either in Big Bear or Utah, but I kinda wanna go to Big Bear though, just because there's snow up there. And that's just I Christmas in the cabin and the warm fire. Oh my god. I I am so sad and so devastated that California does not have seasons. I know. Like it's great for people who don't like seasons, but I love the seasons. So same. I just I don't know. I just I feel like we just have like well, especially this year. I feel like it's just been the same weather all year round. Like nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. And it's just like ugh. <laughs> like I don't even feel like like when it's Thanksgiving time. It did not feel like Thanksgiving time because it was hot as heck. For mm-hmm. a period of time. And, yeah, I, d- I don't know. If any of you guys are listening to this and you are not from California, do not move here if you like, if you want to or like to experience a uh, change in seasons because you will not get that here. Yeah, we have summer, like, all year round here. It, yeah, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. If you like that, then come on over. <laughs> But oh, oh my god! Wait, 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 wait! I have to see this. I have to see this. I'm gonna like freak out. Okay. Okay. Um, do I even say this? I'm embarrassed myself if somebody knows who these people are. Say it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So basically, as you guys may or may not know, I love YouTube. I love TikTok. I love it. The internet world, social media. Love, live for it, okay? So, as we know, there are influencers, right? I am obsessed. Like, it's bad. I am obsessed with this TikToker. Sergio, you may know this person. I'm not sure, though. His name is Taylor Holder. Love him. Live for him, okay? And he's, like, on TikTok. He's, like, a part of, like, this trio with, like, his two other best friends. And they recorded a Christmas song. And it comes out on the 8th. And they, like, release, like, a little snippet of it. And, oh, my gosh, that is going to be literally the best Christmas song ever. Like, just, like, the beat and the sound and everything is so catchy. Like, I already have the chorus memorized. Like, it hasn't even come out yet. Just a snippet of it. I have it memorized. It gets so catchy. But I just had to say that because if you guys want to listen to what I know is going to be a really good Christmas song, then stay tuned. Yeah, I'm just so excited. <laughs> I have no idea who you just referred to. Are you serious? No idea. <laughs> You're gonna need to send me like a link to his like TikTok page or something. Oh my god. Okay, I will. He's oh my god. I just can't. He's just the best human ever. <laughs> oh my god. I send you. I send you. Um. Um. Oh, right, no, I've been, like, um, like stalking his TikToks or whatever, because there's, like, I don't know, they're just fun to watch. 
And I was so happy because two days ago, I woke up to being on his side of TikTok where, like, fans are making, like, fan edits of him. So, like, my whole For You page is literally just him. And I was so happy about it. I felt like it was a like it was an accomplishment. <laughs> I yeah, I I feel like I've had similar situations. It's just been with politicians instead of TikTokers. <laughs> yeah, that just goes to show you the difference between you and I on TikTok. That really does show us the difference. Um, I don't know. So. I feel like I was going to say something and I uh, I forgot. Oh, right. My TikTok addiction. I feel like ever since the phone detox, it's gotten worse. Yeah. It made me really understand how valuable my time is with my phone and to never take it for granted. <laughs> I, Which is not a good thing because now I'm on it too much. I'm on it more than I was. Mm-hmm. I, I'm on my phone more than I was before the detox and I hate that like I don't know I just uh, like it makes me so frustrated that I like my phone so much like cause yeah. I think TikTok can be really beneficial but like too much TikTok like three to four hours a day is like a lot Oh my god, I'm checking it every five minutes. And I just, I don't like But I mean, it's also not our fault though, because we are in quarantine still, technically, and we can't really go out and do what we want to do. So we're kind of forced to stay home and do nothing, so we just go on TikTok or literally any other YouTube platform or platforms on our phone. So, I mean, it's not really our fault. I'm not going to blame myself. I'm blaming quarantine. I think I will blame myself, though. I think, I don't know, I think that I should probably just, like, try and respect the time limits that I've set on my phone because, like, I have set them on my phone. And after an hour of TikTok, TikTok, it'll lock me out of TikTok, but like I won't respect that, and I'll just like override that, and it's annoying. And I'm like, why do I do that? Like, I should be doing homework instead. Like, wow. Uh, anyway, so I, I like could, I can never set times for myself, so I'll just get mad. I mean, I do get very upset with those times. So, <laughs> like, it'll say five minutes remaining, and I'll be like. And there just will be a deep sigh. I'm like, <laughs> and this will happen like pretty early on in the day. Like on the weekends, it'll happen like. I don't even want to admit this because this is so bad, but it'll happen at one o'clock in the morning where I'll max out my time on TikTok. For that day? Yes. Oh my God. Like that's so bad and I hate it. And, like, I've gotten better about it, about going to sleep earlier mm-hmm. and, like, not staying up late on my phone. Wow. But, like, that, that was, like, the point that I got to over Thanksgiving break. <laughs> well, 
Does your phone keep your phone keeps you awake? My phone does keep me awake. It actually like I'll be in bed and I'll be on my computer, right? And then like I'll turn the computer off and then like I'll just go on my phone for probably like twenty minutes because my phone actually makes me tired and I don't know why, but I think it's because the light is like straining my eyes for something. But it makes me <laughs> tired, so then yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't like my phone addiction. So I'm gonna try and work against that. Cool. But anyway. So I want to talk about something pretty big, or at least I look forward to it every single year around this time. What? Okay, so Spotify released the Spotify wrapped playlist. Oh, yeah, I've been seeing it on Instagram. And you know what? You know what? What? I have to say, I am proud of myself. I feel like, okay, there's a few... There's a lot to talk about with this, but for the most part, I am proud of myself because I became a a Taylor Swift fan, like halfway through the year, Mm -hmm. but so that means everywhere from like July to July to October 31st. All of my Taylor Swift listening, that was the only part that contributed to my 2020 Raps playlist. Mm-hmm. And, and my Spotify statistics say that I'm in the top 0.5% of all of her listeners. What? And that is dedication. That is. That is the result of hard work. That is <laughs> very, that's a big accomplishment. Wow. I mean, like, <laughs> technically, I listened to Lover, like, last year during November. Oh, love him. I I listened to the Lover album by Taylor Swift during November of last year. So, technically, that's kind of when I became a Taylor Swift fan. But at the same time, like, that was when I was, like, trying to transition from musical theater into, like, mm-hmm. more, like, I don't know, pop music. Mm -hmm. And so I like, I listened to Lover one time through and like, it didn't really stick with me. But then I became a Taylor Swift fan. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So I'm only counting my Swift fanness as starting this year, not last year. (laughs) I actually don't don't use Spotify. You don't? Uh, I don't like. I know obviously you can like pay to get like no ads but I don't I actually just use Apple Music because I have um the subscription so I just use that and then I get I get kind of jealous because I see so many people posting like the um like their their minutes of listening on Spotify and then like who their top artists are and I'm like damn I don't I don't (laughs) I don't have that but yeah, I have an account. I just never use it. Uh, highly recommend Spotify. Do you have ad free like, or no? Yes, I have ad free. Mm. Soul. Oh, and also, when we become college students next year, we're going to be able to. Pre- I think Spotify, like for students, is cheaper. I don't know. Oh. I think, I think they have some sort of discount. I don't remember. Mm, that's cool. Also, for um, it's not Spotify, but Amazon. 
Amazon student yeah. or whatever, you get things cheaper, right? I think so. I think there's some sort of like you some can sort get of Amazon Prime for like two months or something. I mm-hmm. don't know. But yeah, I don't. Oh my god, college. Yeah. Oh my god, Sergio. I wish you would go to the same school so we could be roommates, just because I know you and you know me really well, yes, and I know yes. you wouldn't have any problems. We would not, and it would make your pods so much more fun. Yeah, it really would. It would but, just be like amazing and iconic, you know. And I feel like just knowing that you were my roommate would take so much stress off of my future for me. <laughs> like I'm stressing <laughs> right now about who my roommate's gonna be. Like, I think I'll end up with like a pretty fine roommate. Like. I'm not very concerned about that situation. And I think part of the college experience is, like, getting to meet new people who are, like, different from oh, you and sure. not, like... So I feel like roommates do play, like, a pretty big role into that. But at the same time, I don't know. I, it would just be fun to be roommates with you because then we could do the pod. And it would, like... Because <laughs> then we could do the pod <laughs> and make YouTube like videos. It. Oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know. Because it would be so much fun to, like, see how you are when you do the podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. We have, okay, we have to do a live in-person pod one day. Like, it just, like, even if we just do it one time, we have to do it. I mean. But, like, video, yeah, though, yeah. not over phone, like, just a recording or people just listen to it. We have to do it, like, in video. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think, yeah, yeah, I agree. 1,000%. Yeah. We just, mark our words, guys. We have to do it, okay? And we will We will do it. Just not right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, so, to go back to the Spotify thing, I kind of want to talk about how I feel that Spotify's top songs for X for like the year, uh, I feel like I was kind of ripped off. And here's why why. you say that? Here's why. Okay. So the way that Spotify will calculate your top songs for the year is they'll start tallying up how many plays you have for each song from January 1st all the way to October 31st. And so that leaves out November and December. And it makes so no sense. It doesn't make any sense. And here's my beef with Spotify for Your doing beef. that. Here's the thing. Last year, I got my Spotify top songs of 2019. Uh-huh. And last year was when I had my big Hades Town craze like all I would listen to was Hades Town and that was it it was my favorite musical and it still is my favorite musical but it didn't make it to my top songs of 2019 and I was like okay that makes sense since I only started listening to it in November and like maybe that's like too late but I expect it to be on my top songs of 2019 Mm -hmm. and here's the thing my top 50 songs on Spotify of all time, Hades Town appears at number 20. That's the first Hades Town song that appears. 
But if you go to my top songs of 2020, you have to go like 50 in to find even one Hades Town song. And they're not even dominating the top songs of 2020 for me. And I feel like this is such a poor representation of what my 2020 was because it was a lot of Hades Town. Wow. Interesting. And I'm upset. And you want to know? Okay, I'm really upset with. Uh, I'm really upset with other songs that have made it onto this list because I feel like barely, I barely even listen to like some of these songs that have made it on this list. Like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, where where did I'm trying to find like a really good one to. Okay, On My Own from Les Mis. Okay, that made it onto my top 100 songs of 2020. But I can tell you that I only listened to On My Own for like maybe like two days straight. Maybe two days straight. Maybe like a few more days after that. But that should not be above any Hades Town song. And I'm upset. I wonder how they like how they like organize this like they decide which one to put first like basically your top songs of a year are your top 100 most played songs and it'll go in order but of how much you played them and I just why don't they include November and December like it genuinely makes me upset what do they do with those? Like the the music that you listen to for those two months, do those just mean like nothing? I can go to my Spotify statistics page and like they'll count for like my Spotify statistics. Mm-hmm. But like they won't count for my 2020 statistics. They will only count for like my lifetime statistics. Wow. I mean, it they're doing this for a whole year then then record the stats or whatever for a whole year don't cut off two months because those two months are fairly significant they are extremely significant and it bothers me it bothers me it makes no sense why they would do it that way especially since there's so many breaks yeah during those times like there's thanksgiving break there's winter break i do a lot of music listening during those times because like you're usually either like traveling or like right I don't know like doing something and like mm-hmm. it's just such an opportune time to listen to music especially when you compare it to the rest of the year like my music yeah. listening probably goes up during November and December right and I don't know I just uh, it bothers that, me. that just makes no sense to me I hate it. I just so upset. I feel like this year went by so fast, though. It did. Okay, so I, the other day, I was talking to one of my friends, and I was like, okay, you know what feels like it exists outside of, like, rational time? Quarantine junior year. What do you mean? I feel like quarantine junior year, number one, it doesn't even feel like it happened. Number two, 
it doesn't feel like it was this year, if that makes sense. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like it was any other year. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Like, I think calling that 20, a part of 2020, like, that makes sense, right? But when I genuinely think about that, I'm like, was that this year? Because, like, that, it all just sort of, like, blends together, and it doesn't feel like there's any structure to it, and it feels like, it feels like, I don't know if this is going to make sense, but it feels like an ice cube that is melted. And you're trying mm-hmm. to remember the ice cube. Because, mm. like, yeah. like uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, it's just crazy how much happened this year, but how long this year has felt because of quarantine and just doing nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it went by really quick, but really slow. Like, it's like I blinked and it's December already. Yeah, I just it was it's big, also big time. really sad. I don't know if you can relate to this or not, but it's so sad because I haven't seen January thirteenth. Okay, January thirteenth is the day when I was last at school. And I didn't go to school on that Friday because um because my parents were like listening to the news. Like, okay. I want to just tell you guys the story real quick. So basically, January 13th was a Thursday, and then the 14th was a Friday, and that Friday was the last day um, that our school was, like, allowed to do that. I school. think you mean March. 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 Was it March? Day. Yes, it was March. March. Really? Yes, it was March. Yeah. Oh, my God. Damn. Okay. So basically, March 13th <laughs> was the day I last went to school, March 14th. Or was it the 12th? I don't know. Either one of those days. It was last week that we were allowed to go in, um, be at school before we had to be in quarantine. So mm-hmm. basically that Thursday of that week, um, I came home. Like, obviously, like we knew about the coronavirus and stuff. And then um, it was like starting to be in the U.S. now and like more cases were starting to like happen and whatever. And so I was like sitting on the couch and I was just, like making a joke. I was just like, oh, I don't. I shouldn't go to school tomorrow, guys. I don't. I don't want to go. You know, just in case. And obviously, every kid says that because they don't want to go to school and they don't really mean what they're saying, their excuses or whatever. And so I was like, just joking around. And then the next day, I wake up. I'm getting in the shower, and my mom like comes and like um, she like taps on the bathroom door. And she's like, "Hey, Kayla, your dad and I are talking, and you don't have to go to school today." I'm like, "What do you mean?" And she goes, "Well, this stuff's getting out of hand, and if you don't feel comfortable going, then you don't have to go." And then I was kind of like. But I kind of want to go to school. I was just joking, you know. And then mm-hmm. I got like a, I got like a, uh, a news report, uh, and like a notification mm-hmm. on my phone, and it was like saying all these cases are coming out. And I was like, oh my god! And I was already feeling so much like stress and anxiety just from that mm-hmm. that I was like, I don't, I cannot think I can go to school and just sit there and knowing what's happening as we mm-hmm. speak right now because it was very scary and it still is scary. But, so, yeah, I didn't go, and I was, like, and then, and then, I think, I don't know if you went to school, but that day at lunchtime, I got a text message from the school mm-hmm. saying that you, um, school was canceled after that day. Yeah. Do you remember and, that? Were you at okay, school? Yes, I was, I was at school that day. Tell me and, your feelings when you, okay, when you saw that. 
like, leading up in that week, that last week we went to school, you could like very like intensely feel like how uncomfortable we all were going to school. I don't know if you felt this, but definitely in like a lot of my classes, you could tell that like people were like genuinely like scared for like what was going to happen. And like, we were all trying to act like it was normal, but you could like just feel how intense the situation felt. Oh, I agree with you. I remember that week I was in math class and this girl was sitting behind me and she had a cold, right? And she sneezed and like was coughing and she was sitting right behind me and some kid goes, oh no, you have Corona. And I was, I was like freaking out inside because I was like, oh my God. Like, who are we to count people out? Like, she literally could. Because it was so new at the time. We were like, we don't know, right? And I was freaking out. But. And, like, I don't know. But, like, also, I remember, like, hand sanitizer was, like, a really big, like, hot topic that we would talk about at school. And, like, food insecurity. Mm -hmm. And, like, we would just talk about all these different things. And, like. But at the end of the day, we would, like, try and have to have some sort of normalcy of, like, okay, like, we'll be fine. But at the same time, we're going to be, like, walking past, like, at least 100 other people during passing period. It, yeah, and it's crazy because I never thought it would ever get to this point, like, ever. Like, it's, it's just, like, okay, I want to, actually, I've never asked any of my friends this, because I know, um, what, my best friend, like, she didn't go to school at all, either Friday, because I remember, um, uh, that Thursday or whatever, she was telling me, yeah, I'm not going to be here tomorrow, and I go, what do you mean? And she goes, my stepmom won't let me go, and I go, why? And she goes, well, because she sees the cases are getting worse. And I was like, oh, whatever, right? Like, no, they're not. Like, it's fine, right? Then I was like, oh, no. Like, this is actually, like, it's this is happening right now. Like, it's legit. But I never asked her. I never asked any of my other friends who were at school that day on Friday. Like, what mm-hmm. were your, what was your initial reaction or, like, thoughts as soon as you got that text message at lunch? Okay, I remember this very clearly. I remember because I had French fourth period Mm -hmm. and okay the thing is a lot of us knew or a lot of us were like because it was right before spring break so we were like okay like what's gonna happen and the thing about IB is that IB is so much work that Mm -hmm. like no IB student would even think about missing a day of school Right. Because, like, it's just so much more work to, like, try and catch up. So, like, our attendance rates were, like, pretty high in this APIB class. Mm -hmm. And so, I think everyone was there, if I remember correctly. And we were, I think it was sort of towards the end of school to towards the end of the period. And, like, we just had, like, a pretty big test that day. So, like, like, stress was very high. And so after the test, we were just, like, talking with each other and being, like, okay, like, what do you think is going to happen? And then I remember this one girl, um, she, I, I don't remember how she got the news, but she got the news that school was going to be out mm-hmm. before most people got it. 
Because I think towards the beginning, before that text message they sent out, it was traveling by word of mouth around the school. Mm -hmm. And so she came into our class and she was like, there's no school, like, after spring break. Like, we're doing online. And so so the class started cheering um, because we heard other people cheering. (laughs) Well, okay, (laughs) that's just just a kid's reaction. Okay, everyone's going to cheer. Yeah. Yes. And it was actually my teacher who was like, oh, everyone else is cheering. We should be cheering, too, because we don't like school either. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. It was great. And um, but then I remember going to lunch that day and I. And I, I had book club that day, so it was like me and like a few of my other friends just like talking to my 10th grade English teacher who was like my club advisor Mm -hmm. and so we were talking to her and what genuinely shocked me about this whole like like school's not gonna happen thing was that she didn't even know until like the students knew really yeah she didn't know and like I just I feel like that was the case, though, for everyone, though. Like, everyone found out at the same time. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I feel like we should have been anticipating this because, like, we did see a lot of signs. And I feel like it was sort of rash of the school to not prepare the teachers for this. Yeah. And I don't know. But, like... I don't even remember what happened during my fifth period. Was everybody like, like tensed? Don't. I don't think everyone was. You know, because here's the thing. We had like a bunch of like really like real dark stuff happen at school, like leading up to it closing down. Mm-hmm. Like we had like deaths at our school, like pretty consistently. Yeah. For like. A few times. That's true. And like, and so like, that combined with like the pandemic was just like so chaotic. Yeah, it was like the cherry on the cake. And it, uh, it was just, it was rough. I don't. I mean, I guess like, obviously, like you see the news or whatever, and you're like, oh, that's bad, right? But I guess it, it really put it in perspective for me and like actually made me like really stressed was like I said that Friday I stayed home from school my mom went to the store and she stocked up on everything like she got bags of food soups and I'm like why why are you getting like all this stuff and she goes well you don't know if stores are going to shut down you don't know if they're going to run out of stuff run out of food you don't know we're going to run out of water well what are we going to eat you're going to need to like find a way to eat so that's why I bought like these cans of stuff or whatever Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god like this is very serious and then you see people are the shelves at stores are going empty Mm -hmm. toilet paper is going everything's going and it's just like like it was just a lot a lot to take in and like we're I feel like for us 
like adults, right? They they're I feel like they're more calm in a way, just because mm-hmm. like I, I mean I don't know, but like I feel like for our generation and like our age, it's a lot scarier for us because we've never had to like nothing even remotely similar to this has ever happened to us ever. Right. So. Right, but. And the weather did not help at all because that was like it. Like when that happened, it rained for yes, like two yes, weeks straight. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> that really. I was just about to bring that up. Okay. I remember the first day that it did not rain. I ran out into my backyard and I just laid down in the grass because <laughs> I loved the sun so much after that, uh-huh. and I was like, I need this. But also, I think what kind of helped me through the whole like initial like lockdown phase was the fact that in environmental science we were learning about human population dynamics Mm -hmm. and about food security in the U.S. and how in the U.S. we like have like an extreme surplus of food and it's not even like necessarily that well we just have an extreme surplus of food so I knew that like we didn't really need to stock up because there's like it's not even likely that the U.S. would like would have run out of food um would they have run out of affordable food for like people who are lower income and like even middle class Mm -hmm. yes that is like a very valid point but I knew that like my family was going to be safe and like I was very much so concerned for like everyone who like is middle class and who is working class and like lower class because like it's so scary because like they face like extreme food insecurity right and so like I was just like a lot calmer and I knew that we didn't really need a stockpile especially if it would mean like food insecurity for someone else and I just Mm -hmm. I don't know I feel like environmental health science really helped me through that (laughs) I mean because like I could see the numbers I could see like the numbers in my textbook and be like okay this is like how much food we have per person in the United States and like yeah and it just it it all made sense I mean now that has me thinking like you know how everybody has to like wear masks outside if like they're going to go into like a public um, surrounding or like a store or whatever how how long do you think it's going to take before people are comfortable putting themselves around people again like feeling safe I think it depends on how much of the population is vaccinated at that point like Mm -hmm. if I read if like 90 to 95 percent are like vaccinated I'll probably feel fine being in like pretty public spaces same but also there's I think it was Fauci that said this. Even though there's a vaccine, with any vaccine actually, not even like corona vaccine, with any vaccine that exists for any virus, there's always going to be 5%, I think it's 5 or 10% that it won't work on people, on like a specific person. So like, if, like say we take the vaccine for corona, right? Okay, it, it could do something for both of us. But then say you have another person vaccine could be totally like useless for that person just because right. of the way that they work does that make sense yeah yeah that makes sense but like I don't know I guess I don't know I would probably just like ask my dad because he's a doctor and he like knows about this stuff so like mm-hmm. also like I don't know I think that you 
I want to say it's the UK. I think they just approved it. Yeah, yeah, the UK, they just approved it, yeah. We haven't yet, but I hear we're getting close to, though, right? I think we're, yeah, we're definitely in the process of approving it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I don't know, 2020, man. I, if, in 2019, yeah. you know, everybody, you know, like, like on the, um, on New Year's Eve, everyone's like, 2021, or 2020 is the year. I'm going to do this. It's going to be nothing but great stuff. And then you just yeah. flash forward. Did you ever imagine the protests, the virus, the presidential stuff, everything that just went down this this year? Did you ever picture if this is how this year would go? I just, I think it's so crazy to think back to like 2019 and when we didn't know anything about what 2019. 2020 would have in store mm-hmm. because I genuinely feel like 2020 has shaped me as a person like to a very great extent uh, yeah like, I feel that and I feel like it was sort of unfathomable to like even try and think about like how it would shape me Because, like, if you were to ask me in 2019 about politics, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you very much. Same. But, like, now I am so politically involved and, like, I can, like, name, like, a list of, like, things that I want to get past Mm -hmm. and, like, just, like, a list of my political views and, like, my worldview and, like, I have very strong opinions on all of these things. And, like, sure, like, I was, like, a very big, like, social justice, like, activist before 2020, 2020. So, like, I did have, like, some political views that I could, like, elaborate on in great detail. But, like, not to the extent that I can now, you know? Like, and not to the point where I'm, like, okay, I want to go into politics, you know? Right. And I think it's because... I don't, I don't know. I think mostly because a lot of people are home right now, it forces them to, like, you know, there's probably a lot of people are, like, watching TV, so it forces you to, like, really get involved and, like, listen to what's going on in the world. Right, and I just... I don't know. I mean, like, but, like, back to what you were saying about how, like, you, like, not found yourself, but kind of, like, realized a lot of things about yourself in this quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, I like back to like, you know, like mental health and stuff. Like I'm a person who's very active and like, I love to work out. I love going to the gym. I love just going out and doing stuff. So when quarantine happened, no one could go out. No one could go to the gyms, nothing. And gyms were closed for months. And I still haven't even been, I'm not even allowed to go to the gym because even though they are open, it's not the safest. Right. So, mm-hmm. Before, my mental health was just, I want to say, probably, like, at its lowest point. Because when you take a person who's active and just make them literally do nothing and go nowhere for months, it drives you crazy. It drives anybody crazy. Mm -hmm. But my mental health was, like, really bad. I just hated the way I looked. I hated everything. But I noticed, though, that the past like two three months it's gotten so much better because I've just realized so much about myself and just like how Mm -hmm. none of that matters 
you know, because every this is like un this is like unprecedented times. Everybody's going through it. You're not alone. And I've just been able to like realize like, you know, like, you know, love who you're love who you are, love yourself, love the body you came in. You're only given mm-hmm. one body, so don't hate on it, you know? So okay. it's just yeah. gotten so much better and I just I didn't realize that honestly until like a couple of days ago and I was like, well, I I feel like I've come so far with that. Mm-hmm. And I think I think quarantine has gone on for so long to the point where I can look at the person that I used to be at the beginning of quarantine and recognize that as a different person. Same. And I think that's really a testament to how long quarantine has been in the United States. Mm-hmm. Did it need to be this long? No. No, we could have done other things. Yeah. We really could have done other things to mitigate how bad Corona was here. It's, but... it's also crazy to me how normal quarantine has gotten for me like I just feel like it's a normalized mm-hmm. thing anymore like it's not like b- before when quarantine started it was such a new thing no one was used to it and it it, it was yeah. just black but now it's just kind of like it's a part of your life mm-hmm. and like I don't know the bread making part of quarantine just seems like a very like innocent like sort of part of quarantine like yeah a lot of things a lot of like really bad things were happening back then and I don't mean innocent as in like those bad things weren't happening but I think innocent as in like we didn't know like how bad it was gonna get because like I thought like by the time that we got out of school like everything was gonna be fine Mm -hmm. and I think that was like very naive of me to think right and the closer summer got I was like oh that's not actually gonna be like attainable like you know yeah and like i just thought about this right now like to put into perspective it's it's crazy think about this we we left school halfway through our junior year and Mm -hmm. we are still in quarantine doing at home learning halfway almost halfway through our senior year like how crazy is that yeah and what's even crazier is when you realize that march is in three months oh my god <laughs> like ooh. wow like I, ooh. oh my god i'm gonna be 18 i feel like i just had my birthday oh it, i don't know like, quarantine time is oh i i just that. okay I'm thankful for quarantine in a way, but I would really appreciate it if she could just go. (laughs) I would appreciate it if we could get our act together in the U.S. And we could provide an economic stimulus Mm -hmm. to um, people who need it because we're facing unprecedented times of unemployment, um, food insecurity, like all of these like really terrible things for like predominantly like people of color communities and like our government isn't doing it. Well did it I'm not sure yeah, I think they did this. In LA, aren't they shut down? Like all restaurants and stuff like that are shut down for three so. weeks. I think 
I think so, but I don't know. We just, we need to, like, take care of our people who are staying home. Yeah. Like, because, like, we can't, uh, we can't just abandon those people who are facing food insecurity and, like, job losses. Like, yeah. I just, uh, and I feel it like this bugs me and it incenses me. I feel like people are just ignoring it, hoping it'll go away. But reality is, is that it's not going to go away unless you face it head on and help these people. I just, it incenses me. And I don't know. I just, sometimes our government does really dumb things. And I'm like, Agreed. no, you shouldn't do that dumb thing. This is why you and I need to be in politics and get ourselves actually into it so we can help these problems and these issues. I just, yeah. But also, okay, so I have another point that I want to make. Yes. So. Yesterday, I got an email from the IB coordinator at DP, mm-hmm. and he asked me to be a student panelist at the IB Parent and Student Information Night. <gasps> and so this is kind of like a long kind of thing. Okay. And so I was very honored that he picked me specifically, um, and he says that th- the reason why he picked me is that He's heard really great feedback about how I'm balancing work and research projects. And so when I read that line, I laughed full on, like, cackle when I read. You don't work. You are balancing work and the research project. You don't work. And, like, you know, I think he meant, like, work as in, like. Workload school work okay you know like regular like everyday kind of homework in addition to the research projects we're supposed to do and so I full on laughed because you know what I have been sacrificing sleep to work on both of those things and here's the thing (laughs) I recognize that the majority of my IB peers like are so far behind on my deadlines. I recognize that. And I recognize that I'm on top of my deadlines. But I feel like it's a bit weird to say that I'm balancing my workload and my research projects when 70% of like my day-to-day life is just dedicated towards homework. (laughs) Maybe it's a bit less. Maybe it's like 65. It's like 60 to 70%. But at the same time, it's still like, huh a bit weird you know Uh and so I have to say I think that that's funny that they think that me like like attaching so much of my value to academics is like a balanced life because I don't lead a balanced life like it heavily favors academics over other things Mm -hmm. and so I don't know. That was just, that was very funny to me. But that's not even, like, the problem with this. So the problem I have is that the the information night is December 16th. Oh. December 16th. What? And he's barely telling you this right oh. now? Yeah, okay. My problem is not necessarily, like, 
that he's telling me it and I only have two weeks to prepare because like I'm only gonna be like there for like 15 20 minutes oh okay and it's not gonna be very hard and so here's my problem December 16th that is the (gasps) same day I find out about Yale I just did you hear that yes yes the realization just just hit you okay and so, oh, here's no. the problem with that. Here's the problem with that. Okay. Have you ever seen Gilmore Girls? Yes. Okay. Remember that part when, like, Paris finds out that she doesn't get into Harvard, and then she, like, goes to, like, the speech thing that she and Rory were supposed to do, <gasps> and she looks all, like, raggedy. Yes! Oh, my God. Yes, you messed gonna... up. Yeah. Okay. That is going to be, like, me. <laughs> That is going to be like me on the info night. I'm dying right now. Okay. Sergio. Like, if I don't get into Yale, like, really think about how I'm going to portray Ivy. <laughs> you're going to make genuinely you feel, You're going to be like, you want to be an Ivy? This is how you look. This is what Ivy does to you. <laughs> but really. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Sergio, there's so much on the line. Like, I don't think people understand how important it is that you get accepted. Yeah. Oh and my god. It's just like just, one thing after another. And so, okay, and I agreed yes, I said I would do it. But the thing is that I don't okay, there's there's a few problems. There's obviously there's a Yale problem because I don't know if I would be like in an emotionally stable state to do it. Like, I think I think I'll probably, for the most part, be able to do it. But, like, if, like, a parent or a student asks me, like, what colleges are you applying to or, like, anything pertaining to college, I might end up crying. But, (laughs) because, like, at the same time, like, if I get rejected, like, that's a lot of emotion to take in. And I feel like things very deeply. And, like, if you were to give me, like, two days after, until after Yale, like, I'd be fine if you were to give me two days. But, like, but the no. it's the same day, and that's probably going to be, like, so close to when I find out. That's going to be, like... You don't even have... You literally like, don't even have 24 hours to even process what's happening. Like, no, you find out, and you go right into the panel. Yeah, and it's, like... I don't know. It's scary to think about. But also, I don't know how I would respond to the questions of how is the IB workload would you recommend IB? Because here's the thing. IB is a lot. And Mm -hmm. there were so many times last year during like the first few weeks of school where I was just considering dropping IB. Like full on like. You should include that because I feel like so many, like I know when I go to panel sometimes and they're talking about programs, there will be like students that talk about it, but they'll make it like funny though. They'll they'll say like facts, but like you just said, there's many times when you felt like you would like want to drop out. I would say that, but like, but like be like, but I realized blah, blah, blah. Like make it like, yeah. make it like a, like a joke almost in a way. Yeah, I know. And I think when I go to this thing, I'm going to want to portray the like really high highs of IB but also the really low lows because yeah IB is like such a big commitment and if I like had to do it if I was a sophomore again would I choose to do IB yes 1000% like 
no mm-hmm. doubt about it. Like, but at the same time, like, when you take on Ivy, you're making a lot of sacrifices at the same time. Like, it's mm-hmm. great and it's amazing. And you're going to go super far with Ivy. And you, you're and allowed to join IB once you're a sophomore, right? You're allowed to join IB during your junior year, but you apply to it or you apply. Like, it's not an actual application since they have to take you, but, like, mm-hmm. it's a formality. Um, so, yeah, during your sophomore year, you apply. And, I don't know, you'll, you go pretty far with IB and you'll be challenged pretty greatly and you'll feel a lot more competent in your actual abilities but so much progress comes at the expense of other parts of your life Mm -hmm. like mental health see I I think that it's very important for you to say these things because I think it's important for them to know what exactly what they're getting themselves into because you will have people who will talk and just be like oh like it's good you know as long as you manage your workload you'll be fine but I think if you give like um kind of like different points from like different areas and aspects of the IB program that will be very beneficial for that person because Mm -hmm. then they'll be like okay I wonder if I can take it like you know yeah and I think IB is definitely not for everyone. Like, right. you can be a really great student and not do IB. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I also want to emphasize that. Yeah, that. you should. Because, like, IB is more so about how you learn. Mm-hmm. Like, like, do you want to learn about less topics but go more in-depth with them? Or do you want to learn about more topics and go less in-depth with them? Because, like, that's the basic difference between AP and IB. Right. So, I don't know. Right. Well, is there anything else we wanted to discuss in this pod? But, like, I just find it so interesting how they think I'm balancing my work and research projects in, like, a way that's, like, healthy, you know? Because, like, what is healthy in the IB program? Can you hear me, Sergio? Yeah, I can. Oh, okay, good. I pressed something, and now it looks all weird, and I wasn't sure if you could hear me. But anyways, I 1,000% agree with you. I'm not even in IB, and it it whenever you talk about IB with me, it really, like, it stresses me out. <laughs> you know, I think, here's the thing. Junior year IB was bad. It was the worst thing ever. I hate, oh, my gosh, especially, like, September, October... November was okay. December got really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, September was, like, okay. But, like, October and then December, those were the two, like, hard, hard months of IB. And I think for the most part, it was okay because, like, halfway through the year, like, I was just, like, used to it at that point. And I was like, okay, this is fine. Like, it's fine. But... I don't know. I feel like, where was I going with this? Oh, right. Okay. So then, but the thing is, everyone kept on telling me, oh, like, senior year IB is, like, so much worse. Like, it gets so much worse. Mm -hmm. And then I got to senior year IB fully expecting, like, me to have mental breakdowns every week and to have to sacrifice a lot more sleep. And I got to it. And I was like, 
this is like so much easier mm-hmm. and like I asked my other fellow like IB diploma candidates and they were like oh yeah it's so much easier too like I feel that yeah yeah that's why I think it's important that we don't take other people's opinions on like something before we experience it because then you go in with that mindset it's going to be bad already because personally for me like I'm not in IB just to like clear that up for whoever is um, listening to this but people would always just say like in general junior year so hard because if you have SATs and stuff like that but for me personally junior year wasn't hard and senior year isn't hard either so like yeah I definitely agree with that but like Again, yeah. it it, it just again it just um it just what word am I looking for? It oh my gosh it just oh there there's a word depends it just depends on like what work you're doing what classes you're taking and just stuff like that but because it's different for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, is yeah. there any other topics you would like to cover? on this pod you know I would just like to hearken back to um the start of this pod where we were talking and you were like oh I have class at like 2 15 and like I was like oh we won't go that long we'll be fine <laughs> and now it's like 201 and like <laughs> that is why I was not I wasn't gonna count out the fact that you and I could talk forever like no, we talk so much on this pod. But there's just and so I, much to say. There is so much to say, but every week I come in here with like a list of like two or three bullet points and I'm like, is that enough for like a pod episode? You, like literally, depending on the topic, it could be one topic and we could probably talk this amount of time about it if it's something we yeah. both are very interested in. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I, I find it so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I know that happens. Well, because when you and I talk, we just like, we like, I feel like we bounce off of each other. Mm-hmm. You know? We definitely do. So, okay. Should I end this then? It's getting long. Yeah. 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 It's, okay. it's an hour and a half now. So. Oh, God. Okay. Well, I, oh my God. I don't even know what to say now. Um, Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Keeping It Real with Sergio and Kayla. I hope you enjoyed this episode as we did cover and talk about a lot of things. Um, So, yeah, just make sure to go follow us on Twitter. And I know I keep saying this, but Sergio, you and I have to get on this Instagram grind for this pod. So Mm -hmm. just stay tuned for that, guys, and we'll see you.